0: Hey, warm welcome back to the Information Security Stack, together with me, Daniel Gustafsson and Kim Hindat. Hoba. I- Today, Kim, we are going to be bearer of more great news to the world of IT within EU, or no? I'm actually kidding. We're going to bring more bad news to the table. It is regarding the EU and the UK this time around. As we all know or we might have forgotten about to be honest with you uh, with 2020 being the way it has been, the UK will leave the EU at this time defined as December 31st and as has been predicted it's leaning towards being becoming a hard Brexit meaning UK will leave EU the trade laws and all the uh, regulations in place between the UK and EU and the rest of the world to be fair essentially needs to be redone. So this is going to be a grand mess I guess, especially for the people in the UK and the government in the UK and everyone else that tries to do business with the UK. In terms of IT regulations this will affect the uh, relationship between the, uh, the rest of the EU countries and the UK as well. Because a court ruling within the EU has defined that the snooping laws and the data intrusion intrusion laws that are in place currently in the UK is not coherent with the GDPR as it stands right now. And when the UK leaves, we will need to treat the UK as a third country as well, just as we currently do with the US and many other countries as well, because the insufficient Protection of personal data, according to GDPR. Kim Hindert, what does this actually mean?
1: (laughs) Yeah, to start with, the first thing is that the UK will probably, most probably, leave with just the World Trade Organization's um, regular agreement. So the United Kingdom will, in terms of the EU, be a third country, like any other third country outside the EU. It will be Iran, China, United States. Mm Mm-hmm. So there will be no mechanisms for data protection in place. Mm. You might think that, well, since UK used to be a EU member, standard contractual clauses in this thing would be an awesome tool to use because, um, well, you might suspect that the EU would think, yeah... United Kingdom, you used to be a member so you can be trusted with personal data the same amount as you could a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. But this is the big problem once they leave because GDPR allows for making exceptions to the handling of personal data in terms of national security. So from for national security reasons, you can do and make exceptions and GDPR allows for this. But it allows this under a set of circumstances where the European Court of Justice can go in and review and keep checks on this. If you leave, the EU EU court doesn't have any jurisdiction over that anymore. So one of the checks to keep this in check from uh, going out of control is actually gone Once United Kingdom leaves, and um, yeah, this can be handled, of course, with an agreement. And most probably, the United Kingdom wants to have an agreement with the EU. So that would be shocked if they haven't had that. But as it looks like right now, there will be what we call a hard Brexit. yeah, we can discuss. Uh, they had plenty of years to avoid this, plenty of opportunities <laughs> to avoid this, and here we are again. So, yeah, anyway, uh, that said, we need to respect that 2020 <laughs> made some interesting things worldwide. Yeah, things um, happened that yeah. we didn't really expect.
0: So. no. I mean, it's not that long ago then when the Brexit news essentially was in the papers all over the place every day. That was the news, essentially, especially here in Europe. Nowadays, it's not even mentioned even, even more because there are so many other things that is taking the uh, time and opinions away for people right now. So to your point, people are forgotten, essentially forgotten about the Brexit deal, but it will happen as it stands right now.
1: So from a data privacy perspective, the first thing you need to consider is that the United Kingdom will be a third country mm-hmm. like anyone else. That said, this would be would have, should have been a prime example of a third country that actually has rules in place. They have even written in the exact statements as GDPR in their co- in the UK local law. Mm-hmm. So it should have been a great example of someone that can be trusted even if they. Commission hasn't made an adequacy decision yet, this would be a prime example on where standard contractual clauses could be applied perfectly. And it would be the same, because yeah, they have a they still have a good data protection rule in the United Kingdom, with one exception, and that the mass surveillance law uh, this is called the snooping charter in United Kingdom so mm-hmm. uh, investigatory powers bill is uh, the formal name but uh, anyway the snooping charter and it's too widespread the mm-hmm. European Court of Justice ruled this too widespread the same manner that they destroyed actually privacy shield yeah. when they sent privacy shield packing and destroyed that mechanism for the United States just to be clear This prevents even standard contractual clauses in the United States because no amount of agreement between two companies can prevent the government. Mm. And the government, if they have overruling, overstating laws, well, sorry, no agreement can help that. No. So that's why Privacy Shield broke as a mechanism for the United States, for excessive mass surveillance laws. The same is done uh, the court of justice has found the same applies to the United Kingdom. Mm. And this usually wouldn't have been that much of an issue had they remained within the EU. No. Then this could have been negotiated and the court of justice could have installed safeguards. So if I as a UK mem- uh, citizen mm. felt violated by the UK government, I still had a resource to, uh, to make a complaint to the EU court and the EU court could overrule this. Now that they leave, this is a mechanism that are no longer available unless they reach an agreement. But like we said, it's the combination of a hard Brexit mm-hmm. and extensive snooping laws that makes this a real problem. And this is, of course, you don't have as much hyperscalers in the United Kingdom as you no. have in the United States. No. But- since we are European, it's not uncommon that you have offices, employees. Uh, you hire consultants from the United Kingdom. Mm. It used to be a big country it within used, the EU, so it used to
0: be very prevalent within the EU. Yeah, yeah so sure. <laughs> I mean, so
1: it's not surprising if you have a lot of business back and forth between the United Kingdom. No. Uh, I'm sad to say I will need to do a mass import of shirts because my favorite shirt manufacturer is in the United Kingdom. And before... 31st of December, I need to place this order, because after that, <laughs> no, who knows, <laughs> it will be.
0: <laughs> uh, it's going to be a struggle, right? And yeah, I mean, from a personal perspective, I have family that lives in the UK as well. So I mean, it's, it's, not, it's, not, a, it's not a situation that is beneficial for anyone. I mean, just the mere fact, traveling in and out of the UK is going to be way more different than it used to be as well. So there are so many things that's going to be affected by this. But to your point, there's been time. I mean, this has been going on for years now. And how little or low have the have the data loss and the data transfer uh, bits have? When you know, where in on, in the priority chart, where had that been? Very far down, I w- I would assume. Essentially, yeah,
1: unfortunately, too far down, I would say. So yeah. this is uh, this is the problem. So if we compare it to Privacy Shield, I think we will have a solution with the UK long before we have a solution with the Privacy Shield issue. Yes, Because that's a whole different political beast within the U.S. to handle. Mm. They said, I think, the U- United Kingdom can easily a- adjust their snooping laws so they're not so widespread. Mm. The, the idea isn't that they complain about the law itself. They complain about the overreaching in the law, that they surveillance everything, totally, absolutely everything. And this mm. is the problem because... It's not efficient either. No. You want to do some targeting, so by natural you will do some targeting, and this is uh, this I think is easier for United Kingdom to change. Mm. That said, I don't think data protection will be the highest priority in a hard Brexit. No. Like we used to say, we're no political experts, but. I think there will be a lot messier and more higher priority things that they need to resolve.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think you need to be a political uh, expert to just realize there are so many other things that will take the time and... Take prevalence in 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 the in the discussions moving forward. Just getting like you know things like food and medicine in in and out of the country mm. could be, I believe, higher up in the priority chart. Right? Um, <laughs> yeah. I think that's going to be relevant. Uh, but with that being said, so many things now, and this this is why I think it's, it's it is. Um, it's a bit sad that that hasn't been fixed before, that we haven't looked into this before, because so many things are being sold through the internet, or used, the internet is used to, to communicate, to send data, yeah, sell services, whatever it might be. It is such an important communication line, especially for a country which is an island as well, not part of the mainland. Uh, I mean, it's to your point, I don't think the UK will struggle with this to adapt to the eu and just say all right you know what we we need this i i would i would be i would be surprised if they make a mess out of this one as well to be honest with you because just because there are so many other things that are more higher priority than this and also just looking at from from a from a um from a country's perspective and and the citizens living there they can't we can't end up in a situation where the uk can't use or we can't send data in in between the eu as well i mean because they're such a huge part of the of europe whether or not they're part of the eu right and they could easily become a norway if they just had wanted to essentially and you mentioned this before in other discussions as well so i mean there's it's just it's just been such a mess that's the problem i mean this that has been going on forever and we want to be part of it we don't want to be part of it and we this little detail just have you know s- skipped to the cracks that no one oh yeah we forgot about that and no, holy crap december 31st're they gonna leave and now oh yeah we need that we need the data privacy agreement between the eu and the uk and i I don't know man it's it's just um it's kind of sad isn't it this this year's <laughs> this year's not going well man I mean I'm just this is so many bad things I mean you and I we had a, we had a conversation a couple of weeks ago we were in a meeting and we just, we just left that meeting and we realized that you know, whenever we open our mouth and we start to talk about these things, everybody just gets sad and, and depressed. And it is not a very fun subject to talk about, but it's just a mess, man.
1: To give a shimmer of hope, things will become better. They can't really become that much
0: worse. <laughs> well, that's good news. And soon, so, we will, and soon we will reach 2021 as well. So then, then there's no longer mm, 2020's fault, right?
1: But, but yeah. Anyway, just uh, just be rest assured that uh, each and every month, twenty twenty will just say, "Hold my beer."
0: (laughs) It's just been gradually worse every month, right? So we haven't reached, and we haven't reached the end of the year yet. No, we're not. We're not there yet. Uh, So,
1: but now, jokes aside, this could have been handled by the UK government. But there is still hope; they haven't left yet. Nope. So we can see what they managed to get out of there, but. the problem is the negotiations with the United Kingdom and uh, EU, regardless on what side, political side, you might feel about Brexit or not, Mm. we can say that the negotiations hasn't been the smooth process.
0: No, it hasn't. And also really why we want to bring this up now is that, Mm. you know, we just want to bring this to people's attention, that do not forget about this. There's, there's so much focus on the privacy shield in the US right now for good reasons as well, to your point, all the, all the, all the, all the large hyperscalers in the world is essentially based in the US and we are so dependent on, on the US services. So of course, that's going to have a, a prevalence in terms of what we communicate and how we think. But don't forget about the fact that you might have offices in the UK, that you have data transfer to the UK, you might purchase services from the UK and so on. And don't forget about the fact that they're actually leaving the UK. That is the message we want to spread to you who are listening to this right now.
1: And this court ruling that happens a couple of weeks ago makes it extremely messy in the sense that all of a sudden United Kingdom, just because they're leaving, isn't an adequate country anymore. So they do have the same problem with mass surveillance as what uh, actually... Discarded the Privacy Shield, mm. so you might find uh, some trouble. So uh, think about that, because we are very used to just being able to do business with the United Kingdom without any obstacles in yeah. the way, it's smoothly. We've been doing that for done that for a huge amount of years right yes. now between the EU, and so I mean. <laughs> This is something new, and yes, it's something you need to consider and think about if mm. you are a company or entity outside of United Kingdom but do business or transfers yeah. to and from the UK. That said, of course, there's not the same amount of these huge hyperscalers that come from the United Kingdom. So no, then, then but yeah. Anyway, something uh, to consider a bit when you look ahead, and yeah, but. Like I said, we haven't seen the last of this yet because it's not final that they will actually leave with a hard Brexit. That brings me to a paper that was written by a team at London University. Yep. That's an awesome paper, but they wrote this paper and published it pre the court ruling of Privacy Shield and pre the court ruling on the snooping law. Mm -hmm. They mentioned this potential in the paper. But Mm. uh, yeah, we will try and actually get one of the authors for that paper uh, in for an interview uh, to talk a bit about what uh, what actually happens. But that paper is terrific to read because it outlines a bit what what are the problems we are facing. Right.
0: they they were just like like looking in the crystal ball about a year ago and started, you know what would happen if this happens for instance the UK leaves the EU and with a hard Brexit and what happens if the privacy shield falls and so on and so on and essentially everything that they stated in that paper have happened I don't think that was the intention of the paper but it has <laughs> happened and it is the the it's it's very interesting and to your point we're going to see if we can get those people on board to to have the discussion but yeah. It is it is a strange time, and we are becoming more and more segregated in in the IT world right now. I don't think that's positive, to be honest with you. But here's that's where we are right now, um, and the world is looking a little bit bleak. So we'll see what happens. But once again, we'll 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 see what happens with the with the uh, with the Brexit. We'll see what happens with with the uh, the whole handling of that. We're gonna have an election in the US soon as well. That's gonna be interesting to follow because I think that could potentially have some ramification of the other Brexit as well. So yeah. y- you never know what's going to happen right but do not forget about this don't forget about the fact that this is this is going probably most probably going to happen and we are very dependent on the UK and we have so many offices and so many uh people working for us or with us that is based in the UK and make sure you have your your uh, your checks in order so maybe, so this doesn't come as a, as a surprise as well
1: I don't know about you but I feel a lot older at the end of 2020 than <laughs> I felt at the beginning of 2020. So it feels as if it's been a lot longer than one year. It, I don't know, but... Yeah, it yeah, does. That's just,
0: I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Uh,
1: and, uh, of course, I perfectly understand, and everyone perfectly understands, that something like Corona... Takes precedent in the news over data pri- yes. privacy. Yeah, uh, sure. Oh, of course it does. So you end up below the fold with stuff like this. Mm. And yeah, for all you kids out there, below the fold is a paper reference. <laughs> you can Google that. Uh, <laughs> so, a physical
0: yeah. newspaper reference. Yeah, that, that, yeah. That, that puts a scale on your time and how exactly. old you are as well. So. Yeah,
1: so I know. So I can own that. Mm-hmm. I'm old. Uh, anyway this is something um actually we just wanted to mention that uh, yeah uh, d- data privacy has all of a sudden become pretty messy globally but yeah some hope in the end of the tunnel australia is moving greatly to be joining the GDPR community. Mm -hmm. Canada is all in. Japan is all in. So we see this actually. Other countries are stepping up now and reaching in. uh, Yeah, yeah, doing a lot more. So yeah, I I have hopes as well because I don't think that um, the U.S. way, U.S. citizens first, everyone else is secondary, Mm. is the way to go. You should actually do the respect of all people. And yeah, so, I mean, we tend a bit to forget the history on why is data privacy so important for, especially the Germans who Mm. actually wrote this and are actually one of the leading countries when it comes to this data privacy within the EU as well. Mm. Uh, And they had a lot of data privacy laws ahead of this time. And I mean, Germany has... A pretty recent history, Although it's still within the 20th century mm. that they had something called Gestapo. Yeah. And uh, for you kids out there who hasn't got a clue about the Gestapo, you can Google that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, when you abuse data privacy, mm. you can get some horrendous ramifications.
0: You can. And Jesus Christ, if the Gestapo had to, the, the, today's the technology. The to
1: technology of today. That's, mm. that's horrendous. So let's never forget that. Because just to be perfectly clear, if I'm gay or not, my internet
0: knows that perfectly well. Yes. That's
1: not a hard issue today to no. realize uh, to get hold of.
0: Quite, and quite frankly, you don't even have to work for any any uh, like CIA or anything like that to to figure out things about people. You just just going through a browser history will will essentially tell everything I need to know about you: what you like, who you are, mm-hmm. your sexual preferences, your your uh, religion, whatever it might be. Just go you bro- you go through your cookies and the browsing browsing history mm-hmm. in, in, in your computer, and you're gonna find it out. So I mean. It's easy today for anyone mm-hmm. to figure out who people are and abuse that information, essentially.
1: And if we give that authority away, mm. then we are in trouble. This needs really needs to be regulated. Yes. Because if we, tr- if we allow for people and companies to exploit this, yeah, you might end up in some horrendous examples. And yeah. the Germans have a very good, not that far, gone example in history. When For, uh, this Yeah, exactly. I mean
0: or... here's the problem. I mean that I mean the Second World War that's what we're talking about here. Uh was during the, the, the late 30s and the early 40s. Uh, so it's 80-90 years ago essentially 80 years essentially. Mm. And that might sound like ancient history. But it's not that far away, and it's not that long ago. And the way that turned out to your point had the modern technology been in place that is that is there today. Goodness gracious me, yes, that would have been horrible. So the whole the whole data gathering principles and knowing who people are through data gathering, if you put that in the wrong hands, it can be devastating. So there is a point for why this should be regulated and as I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you that this is not something which, that we should just you know take easy on and don't care about. But it is hard though when the world is not seeing the privacy principles the same way. And I understand that you want to be protective of your own people. I understand you want to be protective of your own, of your own country, but the world is global today. I, I I think people tend to forget that. it's a It's a global world. Yes, we have countries, we have borders, we have all of that, but the world is global. And the whole idea with the internet from the get-go was to have a worldwide network for everyone to be able to connect to and use and spread information and communicate and so on between each other. And it had a it had a brilliant agenda. It was, I mean, but it's it's now in a situation where it's being used for the wrong principles and for the wrong purposes. It is it is such valuable data. So, man, this the, we cannot allow this to get out of hand. That's all there is to it, and uh, uh, we'll see what's happened. But I I, I agree with you that uh, I think I think the GDPR in the EU got it right. It's a human right, let's keep that in mind and let's see how we can adapt to it, but that's where we are right now. We will link of course all the uh, articles and things that we have been Mm. referencing and talked about in the episode, um, and so you can read up upon it as well. All we wanted to do with this episode was to remind you that Brexit is is still a thing, it will most probably happen and it will most probably affect people in the UK and the EU. So make sure that you have looked into whatever possibilities that are out there for you and the data you data transfers that are in place right now between your company and the UK or vice mm-hmm. versa. Yes. So, Kim, for today, I think we close the shop and we talk to you next time. bye.) <laughs>